this episode, Conversations with Mr. Morgan, there is a trigger warning. We do cover conversations of rape and sexual abuse. If this is a trigger for you, please be aware. Hello, floofs, plushies, and humans, and welcome to the Power of Plushies podcast, season two. Today, I am joined by Mr. Morgan and his human, uh, Heather. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yeah. It's spelled very uniquely. I've never seen that spelling before. Um, I, Mr. Morgan is a 22-year-old bear, and Heather was born in Exeter, Devon, where um, she started out with a very difficult upbringing. She ended up in foster care by the age of eight, where she she was ab- abused at the hand of her family and um, remained in foster care until age 16 with a very loving family who made her to be the beautiful woman she is today, although much of that credit is due to herself. I would say Thank <laughs> um, <you. laughs> she's has a very rough life. She's disabled with um, fibromyalgia, PTSD, anxiety, depression, general dis- anxiety disorder, identity or er, disassociative identity disorder, arthritis, bladder weakness, but she doesn't complain about anything she just keeps going she loves to study and um, has completed quite a lot in her studies I'll let her get into that she loves FIFA Animal Crossing adult coloring and she used to play semi-professional sports until she had a pretty significant injury so today we'll talk to her and learn about her story Um, welcome to our podcast Heather Hi. We're so we're we're so pleased to have you. It's such an honor. Um well, why don't a good a fun place to start might be your your education because you have you've studied quite a lot with your downtime. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so I first started doing this when I we have a a little local center here. It's called the Kenaway Center. Mhm. And they do, they offer uh, free courses for people that are on disability. Um, they also, also, they offer paid ones for people working that want to further their career. Um, and I started by doing a six month um, counseling course, uh, level two. Um, and I got, to, I got to know a unique bunch of people. Yeah. And I also learned a lot about my own relationship, which I was going through me and my partner were going through some struggles um and I actually met a lady who was getting divorced from her uh coercive abusive partner um and I actually learned quite a lot from her about my own relationship um and my my teacher was actually a count a therapist herself Mm -hmm. um, in real life and she she also got some useful information about her relationship from the course as well um it was it was very it was a it was a very intense course. Um, it's BACP re- registered, which is the governing body for all therapists, um, um, all therapists, massage therapists, counselors, 
Um, they're the governing body that set out the rules for what you can and cannot do as a therapist. Um, and after six months, I achieved my certificate, um, which was, was was pretty cool. That is really um, cool. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Um, the people that I met, they were lovely people. They were they were just as I wouldn't say damaged, um, but I would say they were they were just as broken. Some of them were just as broken by life as I was when I walked in that door. Yeah. And when we walked out, we felt like it was like one big counselling session. It was it was amazing um, to get to know people like that on a on that level in such a little time is is quite rare. You, um, I love. Um, I I wrote it down somewhere when I was taking notes about about your the emails, and so you said you know, not damaged. And just myself, sometimes I feel like I'm damaged goods. And you wrote down you're a survivor, not a victim. Yeah. And now when you're saying these aren't people that are damaged, these are people that were, you know, beaten up by life. Yeah. I love your attitude. And I just find it so empowering and so strong And we need more people like you with your attitude out there in the world, because even if you seem very positive, you know, like people might think about me, oh, Humphrey's positive. And, you know, he might not feel that way. But there's a lot of people like me out there that do feel like, oh, we're damaged goods. Yeah. And um, so I, I just loved your attitude when you said, I'm a survivor. I'm not a victim. Would you like to know where I got that from? Where? Um, I I see I see a lady. I've been um I've been seeing my current therapist for five years now. Okay. She is an amazing woman. She's been through so many struggles herself in life. Yeah. Uh, both with men and women and professionally. She's oh, yeah. um she, me and her can me and her can identify on a level that is very rare with a therapist. Yeah. Usually you get set up with a therapist who just, re- you know, they've just studied at college and then they become a therapist. Yeah. This lady has lived on the rough side of life and I'm, I'm talking like rough. Yeah. She is amazing. Um, she, and after five years, she's not only a therapist, she's kind of like a friend. Um, and she introduced me to a lady who was also, um, she was abused in a care home when she was a child um, and this lady is called Carolyn Springs. And okay. she she owns a company called Pods. And she set this up herself. She has um she has the same as me. She has um PTSD, she has dissociative identity disorder. And she said the way to empower somebody who's been through trauma is to call them a survivor because it puts the power back in their hands. And it takes the power away from the from the abusers and it puts the power in the in the survivors' hands. And it gives them the ability to stand up and say, Do you know what? You beat me down, you abused me, but it but it says more about you than it does about me. And I'm gonna stand up no matter how many times you put me down. And that's what it is to say that you're a survivor and you're not a victim. That's so wonderful. We, she's we got need, books. I'd recommend reading them if you can get hold of them over there. I'd recommend. Repeat, she's on the internet. repeat her name for the listeners. Pardon? 
Can you repeat her name for the listeners? Um, her name is Carolyn Springs. Carolyn Springs. So yeah. If and she can... a company called Pods. She set it up herself. Okay. Um, and she is she's renowned. She does workshops all over the world. Um, she's brilliant for, for, for what she, I read her book and it changed my life in the, in the two weeks that I read it. All right. So people can look that viewing, up. Yeah, I stopped viewing myself as a victim. I, I thought that was just so powerful and I was I really liked it. So I I wrote that down for our show notes because I thought that's going to make an impact in somebody's life because it definitely made me feel good. Um, so talk to us about the, the mental health of, of you as a human and sort of how you found Mr. Morgan and, and your mental health kind of when you got to that, when you, when you met him with me now, (laughs) he's so sweet. Everyone loves him. He is a sweetheart. Um, he, he, he sleep, he sleeps with me. So he he sat with me, um, (laughs) Um, he he's looking at me and saying, "Come on, come on, mummy, say say we got to say." Um, <laughs> so, um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, so your mental your mental health and kind of your point in life when you found each other and how you found okay. each other. Sure. So my mental health. The problem is when somebody when somebody abuses somebody um, sexually or any way. But particularly with sexual abuse, as I've found, um, they don't they think they're just committing an act of physical abuse towards somebody. And that's that. And that's where it stops. And that's not true. Um, The implications of the abuse is long felt until after you until after you've passed through this life and into the next. Um, It doesn't stop every day. um, I, I mean, I have nightmares all the time. I have night terrors. Um, I have bladder weakness as a result of this um, because I, uh, my grandmother, she used to punish me by not letting me go to the toilet. So mm. now I panic when I can't get access to the toilet. Um, mm. So um, um, mental health wise, sorry, I'm a bit croaky. <clears throat> um, mental health wise, um, with say, for example, with PTSD, um, when I go out and about, um, if we sit in a restaurant, I'm always clocking the nearest exit. Yeah. Um, I, I need to be sat away from the door so I can see who's coming in or out. Um, um, I get I get quite panicky in crowds. Um, and my lowest days, they're literally when when the depression sets in, it looks like there's just no way out. It feels like you're sinking. Um. I have certain behaviours that I do, um, like OCD with with being clean, clean. Um, because I was frequently told when I was a child that I was I was I was a dirty child. Um, uh, that was my grandmother again. Um, I was I was my family basically. My brother was the favourite. Um, and I was, if there could be, if there was something lower than dog poo, that would have been me. Um. Mm. I was always treated as less than nothing. Um, so I've, I've grown up that it, when I get something, um, it, it, even if my partner bought me like a chocolate bar, it's like a million pounds to me because it's not something that I'm used to. Yeah. Um, so I've mental health wise, it, it impacts me 
all the time. It 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 changes the way that you look at life. The way you, um, I've always found socialising with other people very difficult because of what I've been through. I I, I can't just sit in a cafe with someone and mm-hmm. talk about you know how what the latest TV programs are and and you know why why their child's dad is a deadbeat dad and whose kids got the better shoes I can't I just cannot relate to people on a trivial level yeah um, so I found it very hard to talk to people because that haven't been through the level of struggle that I have because they yeah. can't understand me and I can't understand them um you're it was you're same thinking and feeling deeper yeah I have to I have to I have to talk to people like yourself who have been through the rough side of life I can understand people like that, um, mm-hmm. but I can understand people that haven't. It's it's very it's very hard for me to connect with with others, and also, I mean, social anxiety is it is crippling at times. It it's not easy, um, not easy at all. When I hear you talking about you're sitting in, you know, a restaurant, I do similar things when I sit in a restaurant. And I feel like sometimes the waitress might think I'm a snob if I ask for a certain table. Yeah. And I'm not doing it because I'm arrogant or I'm entitled. I'm doing it because I want my back facing a certain direction. Yeah. I want to be able to see who's coming and going. I don't want anybody to surprise me. No. I want to be able to see where's, you know, this hallway or that, you know, toilet or this exit. I don't want to be somewhere where there's a lot of passerbyers. And I've actually told people when they tried to seat me in sort of a busier area, I said, no, I want to sit over there. Well, this is the table that's open. I said, well, then I'm going to wait because I have PTSD from a kidnapping yeah. and I need, I need to sit with my back somewhere and then they understand and then they'll seat me somewhere else. But I, I'm very uncomfortable in certain situations and I have to, for my own mental health, put down my foot because I wouldn't be able to sit down and enjoy my food. I would be way too nervous sitting in a middle table of the room. It would not go over well. No. See, I'm, I'm the same. When I sit in a restaurant, I have to, I have to have clear access to the toilet. And I have to be facing the door because I just, I, I cannot cope otherwise. And I'm always, yeah. always clocking like the nearest fire exit because if, yeah. if there's, I'm, I'm out that door first. You can bet your bottom dollar I'm out. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> waiting about. Climbing over anyone. <laughs> I want no. to get out. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> oh, no, I'm relating to everything that you're saying. And oh, I... um, Mr. Morgan's dad. Um, my my fiance Alan, um, yeah. he has uh, social anxiety, um, and generalized anxiety disorder because his mother was um emotionally abusive. Mm. Um, not and I'm not saying this to because not all women are like this, but the women in his life, apart from me, up until me, um, have been suppressive, abusive. Um, so it took him a long time to trust me. Um. So when we go out, he gets anxious in crowds. Um, me and him are like kindred spirits. Mm. We are, and we, we just 
most people, two people with mental health problems in a relationship, I won't lie, is a challenge. Yeah. Uh, it is a challenge, particularly when we both go down at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, these, Mr. Morgan, um, Mr. Morgan's brother, Freddie, um, who is a, a Gund bear, his, the brand that made him is called Gund, um, but we call him Freddie. Um, <laughs> and he loves his tuna, Fred. He loves tuna. He loves salmon. He pretty much just loves food. He's a bear. Yeah. He loves food. He loves <laughs> food and he'll have it. Um, <laughs> um, and he helps, he helps Alan. He, he's, you know, Alan has really come out of himself. Um, Alan had a real um, challenge. Um, even something like playing on the Xbox mm -hmm. um, was a challenge for for him. So Mr. Morgan has really helped to bring out his inner child, his whimsical side, if you if you like. That is so precious. Yeah, I love it. And I love too that you stated not all women are like this because no, so many times people fall into the trap of saying all men are perverts, all women are bitchs or something yeah. like that and yeah. and it's not so there's so many good people out there and it's really important that we acknowledge those good people sure. from both genders and i like that you that you acknowledge that so you're talking about mr allen and um you've had a a rough go in so many ways um, I know at one point before you met him, you were homeless. I was, yes. Um, so before Alan, um, I was living in Exeter and Exeter is our, is our city. So, um, Ex Exeter is 20 minutes away from Exmouth, um, Exmouth mm -hmm. seaside town. Um, it's a beautiful town. We have a lovely beach. Um, we're on what, what we call the Jurassic Coast. Um, so Exeter is where I was born and raised. And I lived there for a number of years with my then partner, uh, Rachel. Um, for those who might be a little confused as to why I'm with a guy and then a lady, or a lady and then a man, mm -hmm. I'm actually pansexual. Mm -hmm. so I fall in love with the person, not what gender they are. Mm. Um, that's what matters to me. What's what what's on the inside? That's all I care about. Not what they yeah. look like, not what gender they they are, but who they are. Um, so my partner was Rachel at the time, and she had left. Um, we, we just didn't work out. Um, so I spent quite a long time getting over it, and my then my then best friend helped me to get through it, and. Uh, just after Rachel had left, I was attacked. I was date raped in my shared house that I was in at the time. Um, I'd lived with this guy for quite a while. Didn't had no reason to fear him. I barely even spoke to him. Um, and he attacked me. Um, mm. So I had third degree tearing um, and forcible entry, as I will call it. Or and um, the nurses told me it was consistent with, with rape. So I left that house to move to another house. And this shared house had the landlord in it living there. And this landlord was emotionally abusive. 
So he used to tell me that I was fat and maybe I shouldn't be eating this. And um, and he boasted about how he beat up his, his ex-wife's lover um, and only got community service. So I left because I didn't feel safe there. And that's how I ended mm. up homeless. Um, I didn't feel like I had a choice. Um, I I don't know the exact statistic but i know in america the percentage of women who are homeless it's astounding how many of them have been abused by men and i know i just got done saying you know not all men not all women but the percentage of homeless women it was something like 80 or 90 percent i remember reading and just being flabbergasted because most of them come from abusive situations yeah anyway sorry continue on okay. with your um, story my, i didn't mean to interrupt you my, no that's all right um so my then friend invited me to stay with her in exmouth um mm-hmm. her name was debbie um uh we me and debbie kind of fell out because she was having extra mar- marital affairs out of her relationship she wasn't married but she was having relationships outside of her her relationship and I, I found myself in a difficult position um, because I was friends with her and her partner and I didn't feel it was my place to tell him about their relationship. So that was all going on. um, And she basically left, abandoned me for her new boyfriend whilst I was homeless. Um, And she left her partner on Valentine's day, which was like the ultimate betrayal. Um, Mm. But they were both as bad as each other. I'm not saying what she did was right because I'm not. Cheating is wrong under any, any circumstances. If you're not happy, then leave. Um, but don't ruin somebody's life. Um, so, but the pair of them, they weren't happy together and they should have they split up a long time ago. Um, so I had all of this going on. Um, and eventually I was put onto a, we have a homeless thing over here. Called, it's called Night Stop. Um, and Night Stop is basically a organisation of loads of volunteers. They do they do get paid a small amount, so they're not they're not a full volunteer, but they are mm. heavily vetted, so they're checked first. And they offer a spare room in their house for the night. Um, they offer a hot meal and a shower, and they give you train fare or bus fare to wherever you need to go the next day. And I did that for about two months um, uh, before um, whilst 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 I was getting to know Alan, Alan basically um, took me under his wing. We didn't even know each other at the time very well. Um, and Debbie just dumped me off on him and buggered off. And um, Alan just took me under his wing. He didn't have to. He didn't know me. Uh, we weren't together at the time, and he used to he used to wash my clothes. He used to make sure I was warm. He used to feed me, and and gradually over time, we we slowly fell in love with each other. Um, but we were very shy to tell each other that because we he felt like he didn't have anything to offer me. Um, he felt like after his previous marriage that he was washed up, and that he didn't have anything to offer. And I felt like I was too young and I didn't have anything to offer him. And also I was homeless. Um, 
but actually it was far from the case. We actually really loved each other. That's um, and that's, that's so wonderful. Me. And it's funny how you're both feeling the same thing. You're both feeling downtrodden and you're both feeling, I have nothing that this person needs, but you both had exactly the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not often that you get to say, I know everybody says, you know, their partner's the one and that and this and that. And, but, and it sounds cheesy, but I literally feel like I've known Alan my entire life. Um, that man just gets me from the start. He just, he just gets me. We, we are, yeah. we are kindred spirits. He literally is my soulmate. Um, and he's literally the one I've been waiting my whole life for my whole life. Um, he just, he doesn't judge me. He just gets me. He's, he's always been there for me always. Um, and for the first, for the, I've never actually told anyone else this, but him, but, and I said this to him, I think I said it to him a couple of months ago because I was trying to figure out how to say it. And when I first met Alan, um, our first few years were a little fuzzy because with dissociative identity disorder, um, have you ever seen the film Split? I have, and I am aware yeah. what DID is. Yeah, I, not many people actually, Not many people like even it. So it used to be called multiple personality disorder. Yeah. And now they have changed it to disassociative identity disorder. That's and the only reason I, I know what that is is because I do have a very serious interest in mental health. Yeah. So I, I like reading about things that oh, maybe I just randomly will pick pick it up and learn a little bit about it here and there. So um, I knew what that was probably for, I don't know, since 2004, 2005. I don't know when I first read about it, but I've, I've known about it for quite some time. Yeah. So I, um, so I had the, the problem with dissociative identity disorder that a lot of people don't believe is how a personality can take over and do something without your your and then you have no 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 knowledge of it whatsoever Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people like well how can you not remember it's pretty I just I literally I don't um Mm -hmm. my alter ego see in my world when I was abused all the men had the power so what happened was my personality took over he was male um because it, it, in my family, none of the women seem to have the power except, well, except, well, except my grandmother. But I was going to say your grandma sounded pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah, but she was almost bloke-like. Okay. So she had, she had quite a dominant pe- male personality. Um, okay. So my, somewhere in my, my brain decided that if we had a male personality, no one would mess with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we called him Nick, Nasty Nick, we used to call him. Mm. Um, and all I remember after my episodes, I used to wake up with an almighty headache mm. and feeling like I'd been out drinking all night. And I'd wake up to like a text from Alan saying, you know, I can't do this anymore. You know, you, you went for me, you hit me and 
you know, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're on about. None. Absolutely no clue what you're talking about. Um, and oh. after all these years, I still, I still cannot. It's, it's like he's talking about somebody else. It's like he's talking about yeah. some other person that he wants knew before me. Um, and the point I'm trying to make is with all this is that Alan, it got to the point where he said to me, look, you need to go and see a therapist. You need to sort this out because otherwise our relationship and our future is at stake. And for him, it was just no question. I just went and did it. Um, and whereas before when anybody was trying to change me, I just didn't want to change for them. And my only, my only, my only thing about this was that I was genuinely lo in love with this person. I've never been in love before. Alan is the only person I've ever truly been in love with. Um, that I've only ever been present with, like in the room. Um, and I want to change for him. I, this is the only thing. This is the only time that I've done this for anybody. And to me, that that's when I knew that he was the one for me because I've I've never wanted to change for anybody before. I've never wanted to to improve myself or to understand my history. I've always spent my whole, well, I've spent my entire life running away from it. Um, but for him, it just with him by my side, it was just it was just an easy and obvious solution. It just it suddenly became clear to me that it was either holding on to all this baggage or it was losing him. And in that moment, losing him was more pain than I could bear. So I decided to, to face, face whatever I needed to face. And five years on, I'm a totally different person to what I was when he met me. And we've been together eight years this year. That's amazing. Yeah. Such a beautiful story. I, when you want to change for somebody like that, when you want to suddenly, when, when, when something is at risk like that and you know, you don't want to lose it, you know, that that's, that's something special that you've not had it before. It is. Yeah. I completely agree. And I, I guess now a, a good place to, a good direction to go would be, um, you feel like you're in a much better mental health state of mind at this point, even though you're still having all these struggles. Yeah. And I mean, let's, let's face it, your life will probably <laughs> never be as simple as somebody who didn't have all these struggles, but no. it's, it's much more rich and yeah. um, I guess flavorful. You, I can say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not going to be. Um, so now you, you decided, you know, oh, Mr. Morgan is so cute. Everybody thinks he's adorable. Uh, let's start an Instagram. Yeah. Um, I got it. I got it one. I got the idea one day. We were just sat in my room. Uh-huh. I, li I live in a shared house currently. Um, I refer to it as the zoo. I'll, I'll tell you why <laughs> in a bit. Um, and I just thought, I, uh, to start with, it was it was a, it was a laugh. I actually didn't know that the pleasure community existed. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, let's just try it and see. And it just took off. 
Every, everybody loved him. They thought he was adorable. Um, and it just took off from there, really. Um, it, it's been fantastic. The, the, the coal community has been a real lifeline. Um, and it's also, it's also brought to life that actually it's, it's not weird to have him. No. Um, you, know, you shouldn't be embarrassed. It's, it's not like I'm doing anything wrong. Um, and if people want to judge me for that, then it says more about them than it does about me. I love uh, that. So that's their problem. And you have something really cool for him. You have this Buzz Lightyear space pod. Yeah. I got the idea of a, a plushy, um, a travel, the term travel pod um, actually came from Theo because um, his mum refers to his pod as a travel pod. Yeah. Um, and he, I used to carry Mr. Morgan around in just a, a normal bag. Yeah. And he could never see out. And I thought, well, especially in these weird times with this pandemic, what would be fun? Um, and I got him, it's made by a company called Hype. And it's a Hype Disney uh, Buzz Lightyear backpack. And it actually looks like a spaceship. It's so cute. Humphrey would love to ride in something like that. Like, it's adorable. Well, they, they do it on Amazon. You, you might be able to, it, it might be an import, but you, you will be able to have access to it if he wants one. It's um, so cute. <laughs> they also do another one because um, Buzz Lightyear has, a, has an arch enemy called Zerg. Oh, yes. Um, I can send you the link for the bags. It's no problem. Thank you. You're so sweet. The other so, so just I I don't know that I asked you this in in our pre in our pre interviews, but you know you did have a really rough upbringing. Did you yeah. have plushies as a kid, or um, I did, and I also had quite a lot of toys. But my as as I call him the demon child, as oh. in my relative brother. Yeah. Um, he always used to break my toys. Oh. Um, he always used to destroy most things that I had. Um, and then I used to get told off for breaking them, which I hadn't. He'd actually broken them. Um, so I never really had much that was mine. Okay. Um, Mr. Morgan is very much mine and Alan's. He, we, do, we do what we call bear share. Okay. Um, so when I go to see Alan... Um, he'll, he'll, Mr. Morgan will spend a lot of time with, with his dad because it's, it's only fair since Mr. Morgan comes home with me, um, and he spends a majority of time with me. Um, so he, Alan, he, he likes to play trains with Alan. Uh, Alan has, we, we have an Xbox, um, and there's a, there's a, a game called Train Sim World. Um, and as you've probably seen in Mr. Morgan's pictures, he's got a, a guard badge on. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, his dad promoted him to train driver, so he's very oh, proud of that. That is so sweet. <laughs> and he sits in a little chair beside his dad and they play trains. Oh, I love it. We're all train mad in our family. We love trains, steam trains particularly. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's great. So you're, you're spending time, you're doing the bear share. One thing I had a question about was you had oh. mentioned the word hug. So- oh, yeah. A collection of bears is what's known as a hug. I've never heard that before. Mm. So um, that was new to me. I thought maybe it was the a term for your family or something. So I that's new to me. 
somebody actually told me that um as a, my my uh friend my ex-friend debbie um she used to collect um there's a company you've probably heard of them called charlie bears okay i don't know that i have but that's um maybe charlie I've bears is a, is a company that makes um they make bespoke bears these bears aren't really for cuddling them they're, they're more um they're more collectible okay um and that each and every one of them is handmade they're, they're beautiful bears um they're very expensive okay. um and debbie used to collect them and oh. i say to them i say to you you've got a lot you've got a huge group of bears and she said to me it's actually known as a hug oh and i didn't, I didn't... know that either no, I I never knew that. So that's that's good information. Um, so that I thought was real. That I thought was really cute. I was like, oh, that's a that's a cute name. I never knew. Um, what's I gonna say? So I I kind of I left my notes elsewhere. But what um. You said you didn't know about the plushie community. What 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 benefits does the plushie community bring to you? Um, it's it's knowing that support is never far away. Yeah. It's that you could you like the plushie friendship group. Me and Mr. Morgan started that during this pandemic. Yeah. Because the plushie community is great, but there's also a place where some people need to f- talk uh freely yeah uh, in, in your news feed you, you can talk freely but you can't really you can't really have a conversation there to be honest yeah, you, you can't, can't make, you can't make go comments. too deep yeah so i thought it would be nice for somebody if they needed to say something if somebody was awake either in america or somewhere else because he's got friends all around the world yeah there'll always be somebody that's awake yeah um and for us, it's nice to know that support is never far away, that people won't judge you. People can understand you completely and they understand the plushies. And it, it's just, it's a lovely thing. It's really gotten me through particularly these bad times and also some of my worst dark days that I honestly didn't think I would survive. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it there's a huge benefit to it, a huge benefit the the little chat rooms that the plushies have are great yeah I know I'm in I'm in a few myself and I tried not to join too many because I don't want to get overwhelmed but I am mm. in a few and I do appreciate it because um it is nice to have a little landing zone where you can go with some close friends yeah and bounce off feelings bounce off ideas and just be open yeah i i appreciate that too and i think i'm in your your friendship group if that's the one i'm thinking of yeah you are yeah okay i was like i thought that's what it was called but i couldn't remember totally <laughs> um, one of the first people that we added because um we just we just felt it would be beneficial um yeah. to everybody really um a lot a lot of people that we added to start with are the people that we've connected with the most. Yeah. Um, and then we added a few others that had um, added her, that had started following us afterwards. Yeah. Uh, a recent one that we've made good friends with uh, is Teddy Page. Oh, uh, yeah. His mum and 
him they are lovely people they really are um they sent us a christmas card to say that the friendship group that we'd set up had been a genuine lifesaver for them um and that they'd never known such kindness um and that that was a beautiful thing to read it was it was so nice to know that we'd reached so many people just by setting up a chat room it it was nice it's so nice those chat rooms are a lifesaver and they they really do help so much it's like you said you can have a friend on the other side of the world and if you are dealing with something like PTSD maybe your sleep schedule is irregular and so you might be up in the middle of the night and no one in your country is up but someone in another country might be and um so the chat rooms are great and when you're dealing with serious situations either on a personal level or on a global level like we are with the pandemic there are huge stressors and being able to speak freely to people knowing that there is no judgment and I've seen um I've heard comments I haven't seen it personally but I've heard comments about other platforms and the negativity and in our community there is none no, so there's... I really appreciate that. Um, what's something that Mr. Morgan, I mean, I've, I, I guess this is redundant, but what is something that Mr. Morgan has taught you or helped you overcome? No, it's not redundant. Because um... <laughs> I feel like you're such an overcomer. We've been talking about that a lot, but let's just, let's just, you know, put a fork in that one. Um, Mr. Morgan has... Um, he is the one reason why I can, I feel I can go out on my own. Yeah. Um, because anxiety, because I have disabilities, I, I feel very vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. me and vulnerable don't have a very good relationship. I'm not very good with vulnerable. Um, I've, I've I've sort of put it in the corner, ignored it for the last majority of my life. Um, yeah. My therapist has encouraged me to to get to know because everybody has vulnerability um, and you have to learn to embrace it because if you don't, it will engulf you like fear. It will. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mr. Morgan has taught me that we can go out. You know, it's it's like having a little person with you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like having a little friend. He's in his pod on my back and he's, he's there and it's like, okay, you know, it's all right. You know, and I'd take him out of his pod. Um, that's something that uh, Adventures of a Bear, or Bear as we call him. Yeah. You might, you might know Bear. I do. Um, he, ha- he sent us his deck chair, um, oh. a classy de- uh, deck chair, to encourage me to take Mr. Morgan out of his pod. Um, because I was quite embarrassed about having Mr. Morgan out in public because people do, down here particularly, people do stare. Um, people are quite judgmental and rude. Um, and he's encouraged me, he's challenged me to, this year to take the deck chair to the beach and oh. out. Um, and it's, it's working. It's getting there slowly. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it more and more. Um, yeah. but overall, Mr. Morgan is, it's like having a little friend with you to say, okay, you know what? We'll go out. I'll be with you. And it's, it's fine. I think that's so wonderful. And it's a good challenge. Um, for me, I, I understand what you're saying because for me, when I still struggle to drive 
I mean, I physically have a license. I physically know how to do it. Um, but mentally, there's this block. Mm-hmm. I am so afraid of cars. I'm so afraid of parking lots. I am afraid of being snatched and taken. And um, I, I will buckle my seatbelt and I'll put Humphrey on my lap. And in one of our, we have two vehicles and in, you know, cause I used to drive and work a lot. So we needed yeah. two cause we both had one, a job, full-time job. And so in one of our vehicles, um, Humphrey can sit in the cup holder and it looks just like a um, <laughs> little seat belt for him. It's so cute. But then in the other one, um, I set him, if it's my vehicle, I put him on my lap and I buckle him up in sitting on my lap and it's such a huge comfort to get out and sit yeah. in the car. And I know for most people, they're like, well, sitting in the car is easy. Well, not if that's your struggle. It's no, not it's easy. Not. Mm-hmm. And if that's your struggle, having that bear with you makes all the difference in the world. And so Humphrey sits on my lap in the car. It's and that's how I manage to get in the car. So... I get what you're saying. Like if you're struggling to go out of the house, then, and, and for me, that's how I managed to walk to the mailbox for the first time, like physically leaving the front door of my house was a struggle at first. And so to carry Humphrey to the mailbox was my thing. And it was, um, the plushy mail was hopeful for me because I had a reason to walk to the box and get the mail but Humphrey was the one kind of pressuring me to do it he's like come on let's let's go to the mailbox come on and let's get in the car come on and so I completely understand what you're saying with Mr. Morgan it resonates deeply in my soul does Mr. Morgan have a voice he does you want to hear it I do he he uh, we, we do what is he he does what's what we know is like a little whistle oh yeah i want to hear it so he <laughs> hi mr morgan how are you today <laughs> we're so we're so honored that mr morgan accompanied you on the show He's, 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 he says he's very well, thank you. He oh. speaks what we call bear. Oh, I love it. That's a very cute voice. And uh, his brother is a t- what we call a tutter. Oh. So his what brother, he Fred, like? uh, he says... Uh, oh. And he blows raspberries when he's not very happy, which is a lot, isn't it, mate? He does that a lot. <laughs> yeah, Fred tuts a lot. And blo- so does the tuttering... When Fred's not happy, he just... <clears throat> When they tutter and whistle, can they understand each other? They speak- oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mr. Okay. Morgan and Fred. Most of our uh, most of our bears are what we like to call bilingual. Oh, wonderful. So we have we have two Peter Rabbits, mm-hmm. uh, which are builder bears. We have Benjamin and Hartley. So we've got Hart- Hartley Alexander, and we've okay. got uh, Benjamin Xavier. And then we have two two grizzly twins, don't we? We have uh, Brutus and Rufus. Oh. And they're build a bear brown grizzlies. 
So we have a lot of twins. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. It's literally in our house, it's like seeing double. That is so cute. Well, then there's one for each of you, one for Alan and one for Heather to hold. Yeah, Hartley is Alan's, uh, Benjamin is mine, and uh, Rufus is mine, and uh, Brutus is his. Um, okay. I got Brutus for Alan because Alan, Alan's anim- spirit animal is a bear. Okay. And my spirit animal is a wolf. And Aww. both both animals are family orientated. That's so um, cool. Yeah. So we we literally we are in what the Native Americans would call um sp- kindred spirits. You're supposed to be together. Um, I love it. Or he or is Alan called? I'm his uh, little button. Because <laughs> I'm I'm only five foot four and he's like five eleven. Um. Oh. So he calls me Princess Button. <laughs> that's that, that's, that's like cute. I love that name. <laughs> it's adorable. Well, I have one. I have one last question. Um, well, two, I guess. What would sure. What would Mister Morgan want to tell you today? What would his wish be for you to make you happy? Um, I think he would. He's always telling me to go out more. and to take him out more and not to be so embarrassed that I have him Mm -hmm. and just to ignore what other people say and do because it says more about them than it does about us. Um, We're not actually doing anything wrong. Um, And we have, we have actually read, um, or as he likes to call the the human news. (laughs) Um, He has bear news and human news. Um, And in our news, I have actually read studies about bear therapy Oh, yeah. And it does actually work. Um, my therapist says that whenever she has a client that is a child and you want them to open up, if you give them a bear, it is amazing what actually happens after a few minutes of them stroking that bear. Mm-hmm. Um, they, st- they start, they, they suddenly forget that they're anxious, that they're fearful, and they start to open up. That bear is literally, if you think about, the wardrobe that leads into Narnia. Yep. That is exactly what bears do for us. They are like that gateway to the other side, to the other side of yourself. Yeah. That nobody else gets to see. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And I think that's what, that's what he would say for me is to, to um, explore that side a bit more. I, I completely agree with you. And I think, you're doing a fantastic job down that path because thank you especially when when I hear where you started back in I I know I'm saying this wrong but Exeter no 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 it's Exeter yeah it's right okay back when you were born in Exeter and when you started out and the abuse that you suffered and ending up with you know, all this bladder weakness and the disassociative identity disorder and where you are today, you have, you've grown leaps and bounds. You are doing amazing. So keep on this path and keep letting the, letting the teddy bears, you know, open up your soul. Yeah. I am so proud of you. Thank you. 
where can the plushies find you and and the humans where can where can people find you and follow your story because they need to thank you um at my, that's my stomach I apologize I no. it's starting to tell me that I need food um <laughs> it'll have to wait because we're, we're gonna go around we have to go around daddy's and eat food um um uh, what I was saying before, before I answer this one about the gateway to to oh, people's yeah. other side, um, a classic example of that is is Mr. Morgan's dad. Um, Alan has had to grow up very quick, like myself. When we were adult, when we were kids, we had to be adults. We've never really had childhood as such. Um, so, Mr. Morgan has brought out his whimsical side. He's funny now. He plays. Um, and he, he, he now knows it's okay to be childish sometimes. If you want to be, if you want to be like that, you can be. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Morgan and Freddie, all of them have really opened him up to that side of life. Um, it was a little weird for him at first. He did, he did think, okay, you know, what is a grown man doing with a bear? Yeah. Um, but over time he, now he, he can't imagine a life without them. Um, so I, I really, how it I, is. That's how it I really is do believe in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people would would benefit from getting on board with it. Yeah, in our house, it's the same. I um, started out, you know, like everyone knows. My son said, "Get Humphrey," and and I did. But um, my kids always grew up with plushies. But even now, my husband is enjoying them and it's funny well I'll come I'll come in the room and I'll be looking for somebody when I say somebody I mean one of my plushies I'll be looking for somebody and I'll well where is you know horsey where is Jomo where is Sylvester where's puddle and and somebody will be doing something naughty they'll be throwing all the cough drops on the floor or you know, made a mess with some baking supplies. And I'm thinking, <laughs> who, what are you guys up to? You're doing mischief. And somebody climbed really high. And it's funny because the family gets into the animals and they, they love making them doing silly things and being naughty. And, and it just goes to show that um, adults need this creative outlet. Yeah, too. they do. And we all do. Because the problem is when we become adults, we are taught that somehow our imagination seems to die. Yeah. Which is very sad. You know, we become adults, we go to work, we have a mortgage to pay, we have bills, we we work hard and then we die. And that's that that's life as an adult. And I I don't I refuse to bow down to that. I don't I don't agree with that. I literally think, why can't you have why can't you have a plushie? Why can't you have toys as an adult? Who, Why can't who... you have a plushie and a mortgage? <laughs> exactly. Who, who made this rule that said you can't have an imagination as an adult? Yeah. I, 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 absolute, I absolutely refute it big, uh, big time. I don't agree at all. Yeah. Um, as for where you can find us, we are on Instagram. Uh, we are known as the Gibson Bear Family 247. Uh, which just means 24-7, because we are 24-7. Oh, my and... gosh. I've seen your Instagram handle a thousand times, and I just put two and two together. Thank you for saying that out loud. <laughs> That's okay. My it, wouldn't let me, it wouldn't let me put the dash. 
Instagram <laughs> wouldn't let me put the dash because they're awkward. Um, <laughs> so, but his Mr. Morgan, his he's known as Mr. Morgan. We named him after um, uh, Alan's grandmother, whose surname was Morgan. Okay. And she was a very important part of his life. Um, she used to call him Babe when oh. she was alive. That was her little name for him. And uh, he was extremely close to her. So when she died of cancer, he, he was gutted. Um, she, yeah. she, it was about 20 years ago now that she died. But um, So we named him after her. Um, but his first name is Teddy. Okay. Um, and But most people just call him Mr. Morgan. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, either is fine. Um, he's not on any other platform at the moment because I just think... If Facebook is very judgmental, uh, for, for me, the experiences I have haven't been very positive. If you put your own opinion on Facebook, you get slated for it and judged. Um, I don't I don't think there's any other platform more suited to the community than than Instagram, really. Yeah. So if anybody wants to follow us, feel free. We're always taking him out and about. Um, he's always up to something. He's constantly eating. <laughs> For a small bear, I don't know where he puts it all. He eats and more he, than me. Well, he bounces a lot. Oh, right? he does. He loves to dance. Yeah, he's always he bouncing. He loves music. Yeah, so um, that's probably where he. That's probably how he burns it off. Is all that bouncing? <laughs> <laughs> that that and his new friend Tigger. He bounces oh, too. Yeah, Tigger is always bounce. Tigger Takeover mm-hmm. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I, I got him for Christmas, and he he constantly he's bouncing everywhere. <laughs> pretty soon you'll have a dent in the floor <laughs> yeah we have, to, we have to do sit make him sit down sometimes <laughs> well it's been such a pleasure having you on and i hope that the listeners love this as much as i loved um doing this podcast with you well you are so inspiring and such a fighter so keep it up and keep pressing yeah. forward can we just say as well, I mean, we, we haven't known you and Humphrey very long, but from what you have told us about your story and how it came to be, I think I think you are incredibly brave to live through what you've been through as well, to, to just carry on every day and to just say, do you know what, stuff it. You might have done what you did, but you're not going to stop me living my life. I think, I think it's an incredible thing. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you. No, nobody's that strong that they can keep you down for long. Nobody can keep a fighter down, and especially that's when they've got a bear in their corner. That's right. This you is are so- roll, as they say. That's <laughs> right. You're so amazing. I really appreciate your friendship. I really appreciate you guys, too, very much. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, and um, I- I'll see you in the community. I'll see you in the community. Okay. Bye. Bye, Mr. Morgan. Bye.